This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went Smoke Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined this week by Dane. No, Jane, she's on holiday. Uh, but Dane, good to see you. Yeah, nice yeah, to yeah, be yeah, back after a long time. Oh, sorry. Oh, so sound connection there. Um, Dane, sorry, good to see you. Yeah, 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 you too. How are you? I'm very well. Um, well, we'll be once we've recorded this. I'll stop making stuff up as we go. Um Luckily for us two, we've got two people that know what they're talking about. Um, firstly, returning after a very long time is Ben Gilby. Ben, how are you? Good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be back. I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to be an expert, but I'll, I'll, like you, I'll make it up as I go along and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think you're more of an expert than me and Dane. No offence, Dane. Cheers. <laughs> and also joining us tonight, making it um, the four of us, is Mia Erickson. Mia, welcome back to the show. It's been a while for you as well, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Great to be back, to have have a, an hour ahead of just talking great football. I thought it'd be nice to get some balance of people that was at Kings Meadow and people that were seeing it on the TV, if they see anything um, different. We are here to talk about Chelsea's 5-0 win over Reading this past Sunday, the 3rd of April at Kings Meadow. Uh, Chelsea lined up in a 3-4-1-2 formation with Sachira Muzovic in goal. Mini Bright and Nick Nguyen and Magda Eriksson in defence. Jess Carter, Aaron Cuthbert, Sophie Ingle and Guru Wrighton in midfield with Jesse Fleming supporting Sam Kerr and Bethany England in attack. Emma Hayes used all of her available substitutions, bringing on Mara Mielder for Nguyen, uh, Neve Charles for Jess Carter and Yon Anderson for Guru Wrighton in the 78th minute and then bringing on Altu Abdelina for Jesse Fleming and Drew Spence for Aaron Cuthbert in the 82nd minute. That left just AKB. Uh, Emma Thompson and Amy Claypole was on new subs uh, as G had COVID and Lauren James, Penilla Harder and Frank Kirby all out injured. Um, Stats-wise, Chelsea had 76% possession, 23 shots, eight on target, four corners and four fouls. 
to Reading's 24% possession, two shots, one on target, one corner, 11 fouls. Um, Dane, I'll come to you first. Um, team news, no real surprises, probably only Magda back in uh, and Neve, the one that misses out uh, for Jess to go at right wing back. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was the only surprise really. Uh, I thought Neve's been outstanding recently. Uh, I, I, I still, I questioned in a recent episode, I, I don't know her best position, but I like her in the team. Uh, because for me, she brings she brings lots. You know, she can bring energy. You know, assists and goals potentially. But I'd, I'd like her more central. But obviously, she's fighting it out with with quite a lot of other players. But yeah, not much surprise. You know, obviously, it was a surprise that Lauren wasn't there. I did I did not obviously read anything or, or hear anything beforehand. So I wanted her obviously to build on after getting her first goal. So that was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, and obviously, yeah, it was it was a stretched bench again. But yeah, 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 no, no, no real big surprises. Mir, is that why you thought that Magda was possibly playing left back because it was Neve that missed out and and Jess Carter was there? Yeah, that was that was my initial reaction. You know, like oh, left back, um, but I was wrong. It's the first time for everything. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ben, what excited me was seeing Sam Kerr and Bethany England together again up front. Um, they do form a really good partnership, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, I think yeah, if you think back to when uh, Sam first came in, which was, you know, which had a difficult opening to, the, to when she joined the club, I think, you know, she was just starting to form that good, solid relationship with Beth up front before Beth then had her injury and then she was out for a long time. And I think it, it's been good to see them coming back together again. You know, I know Beth spoke after the game yesterday about how tough she's been finding things from, you know, from a mental perspective and the fact that she hasn't been in the team for a long time as well. So it was really good seeing her playing with a smile on her face again last night. It's, you know, it's it's been a while since sort of the old Beth England was, was there in that sense of things. I think that was really a massive positive for me last night. But one of the other things I really enjoyed was the battle with um, Deanne Rose and Jess Carter, which... I mean, Deanne Rose is fantastic and it was a real, real good old fashioned battle, physical battle, which we need to them, particularly in the first half, I thought last night. Yeah, that was a, a point I've written down, actually. Um, perhaps, Dane, while Neve was left out of the, of the team, sorry, because um, Rose is obviously Reading's you know, outlet and her pace. Chelsea seemed very scared of it and, and Jess Carter was there to deal with that and she did a good job, didn't she? Did a good job. Yeah, yeah, she's a threat, Rose. Yeah, obviously, we've seen her against Chelsea before. We've seen her playing for Canadian national team. You know, a pacey player who can score goals to Jesse Fleming's international teammate. And I thought she actually had a good game. You know, it, it, it can't be easy watching, you, you know, you, you can see the few goals, but, you, you know, there was a lot of unselfish running. And, you know, I, I remember even in the 85th minute, you know, she was still running for a, for a long ball down the right-hand side, put a good ball across, no one was there. And I thought that was, you know, very well, you know, it's a great professionalism that, you you know, you don't let your shoulders drop and 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 maybe maybe your confidence drop and you still carry on running. But to be fair, you know, I thought I thought the whole team was still, you know, still niggling away, st still battling, still putting in their, their tackles. Uh, so, you know, credit to them, Reading, even though... On the level, uh, they went up to obviously Chelsea, but you know they, they they tried to stick to a game plan. And to be fair, the whole team I don't think you know lost their heads or, or dropped their shoulders. No, they certainly um, carried out instructions. Uh, Mia, just quickly on the back on the team, um, Sachiramovic still 
Chelsea's number one goalkeeper. Uh, what have you made of that as a Swede? Finally. No, I mean, I, I think that um, if you speak to Sachira, uh, you, what have I mean, seeing her uh, in the starting lineup, you, you aren't that surprised. I mean, I, I am not. Uh, I know probably other fans to Chelsea might think otherwise, uh, but I am not because I do think that she is working her ass off to be the best goalkeeper in the WSL and in the world and, and because she is like that as a person. And I think she deserves this. I, I actually, I really do. Yeah, she's been playing well. If, if you head to, honestly, chelseafcw.substack.com, uh, there's a nice piece on there on Sachira uh, playing goal. Uh, Dan, do you want to come in there? Yeah, just obviously talking about obviously uh, the number one battle and how 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 it looks like is it's it's ending out now. You sort of called it a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? And obviously, as a as a podcast member, you, you know, you that's the whole point. You have a debate. You know, you was questioning whether you, you thought she was going to stay in. I thought, oh, maybe a burger might come in because I think we had a big game coming up when we was debating it. And there was a couple of obviously things on Twitter, you know, saying, oh, we should just be happy we've got to class goalies but you know obviously we're here to debate and here to talk about it and uh yeah you you said it a couple of weeks ago and you thought she was going to stay in so i just thought i'd uh you know credit you on that and uh cause a lot of people I, saying I, well we we was playing weakened teams so it's just experience for her but you wasn't having any of it i no. do think that one of the reasons is because i i really think she is a good passer and playing teams that Chelsea ha have been playing these recent weeks where you know you're going to end up having the ball a lot. I do think that you will provide a lot to the, to the build-up and, and like from the back. And that could be one of the reasons. Yeah. Ben, what have you made of, of that? And if you noticed in you know, the game against Reading, they had Rosen... Uh, Harris, I think it was, who weren't letting Magda and Millie step out with the ball. So they were having to play through midfield a lot more and go back to the goalkeeper. Do you think yeah. that Mia said that's the reason why that she's in over AKB? Yeah, I think so. And also I think she's more than earned her spot in the team. You know, I mean, yes, there were, you know, there were the games against the lesser teams when, you know, anyone could have sort of got the, the deck chair out and the sun lounger and a, you know, a glass of beer and sat and enjoyed the game. But when she's been called on, even in those games, which is, which is really hard if when you haven't got much to do, to still pull off, you know, top, top level saves, that's that's a tough thing to do. And, I th you know, she she came in, I think, when, when she signed, I kind of took it as she was coming to replace Berger longer or shorter term. And I think the fact that she's, she's done what she's done, she deserves to be there. And I think she deserves to stay there for the time being. But, but yeah, it, it's... I think the way goalkeepers are now and the way sort of there's a lot more in terms of playing out from the back, I think take coaches are more prone to swap between goalkeepers now for certain games, no, rather than sticking to a certain first-choice goalkeeper all the time. You know, you kind of look at what the opposition bring to bear and, and how they attack and how they sort of stack the area or how they kind of look to suppress the defence and the goalkeeper. So I think that there's part, partly that element to it as well. I think maybe we don't need to get so fixated about who is number one. 
I think it's all now it's all about choosing the best players all over the pitch for the opposition that you're playing. Yeah, a good point. I think actually AKB will play against Arsenal in the FA Cup. Um, ben, was you at the game last night? I was, yeah. What I want to read a quote to you from Emma. Um, even at nil nil, it felt relaxed. Um, did you feel that relaxation? I think I think Redden in the first half were probably the best structured team that we've seen that outside of the top three at Kings Meadow in the, that first half. Because although you know Rose was very threatening, you know, and she, she was really pushing hard along on that wing. There was never really that cutting edge and, and finishing danger that Reading had up front. So they were very they were fantastic in defence, brilliantly organised, really sort of mega high press forcing errors, particularly through the midfield from us. But once Rose was making those breaks along the right-hand side that they were attacking in the first half, there was never really that person in the box that could, you know, the fox in the box that could finish the chances that she was creating. So, yeah, I think... I think that's 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 right. What Emma says in terms of there wasn't necessarily the attacking threat in terms of on the on the goal chances from from Reading, but you know they deserve a lot of credit for the way they what they did in the first half. They're you know incredibly well organised. They bodies on the line, false mistakes at times, and they, they were fantastic at what they did. But you did feel that once that first goal came, then then the game would change, and I think it. The fact that there was the goal right before half time and then there's a second one literally within five or six minutes after the restart. Once that happens with a team that are limited in their attacking options, I think it's, it's always only going to go one way. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd say I felt relaxed. I, weren't, I was confident Reading weren't going to score, but it felt like it was going to be a day where we didn't score either, um, which wouldn't be good. Uh, Mia, you said during the game that the players were a bit off, especially Guru Wrighton's crossing. Um that was really what was letting Chelsea down, wasn't it? That final third click that they didn't have those issues against Leicester. They scored obviously three goals in seven minutes. Just, I think Jesse uh, Fleming was a bright spark, but apart from her, that front wasn't really connecting. Why do you think that was? Yeah, I do think that they wanted each other to do well too much. Like they took the another touch instead of shooting. Um, they made another pass instead of just going for it because they looked like they wanted to to set each other up uh, more than to score themselves. I, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but uh, and in a way that that's good and nice to see, but you, you really want that. What happened when Jesse Fleming just took the ball down and went for it. Um, now I must say that for me, I thought Bethany England was like, she was like a firecracker the first um, half. And then the second half, well, I don't even have words for it because I, I thought that she was, for me, she was the best player on, on the pitch last night because her movement, her link-up play and the one-touch passes with Jesse Fleming, it was like, yeah, so good to see. Um, so it was just a little bit of frustrating to watch those sloppy crosses and, and, and they took shots and it was blocked and they took shots again from the rebounds and it was blocked and like it was a bit, I, I, it's probably like Emma Hayes uh, said, no panic, it felt calm, but, but just watching that, they just went for it and it was like brick walls in, 
inside Redding's box. Yeah, Redding very well organised was we'll touched on them a little bit later. Um, Dane Chelsea did get the goal in the 40th minute. Um, Erin Cuthbert with the ball out to right and her cross um, was headed back across by Bethany England and as Mia said, Jesse Fleming took the ball down and, and put it home um, with great aplomb. Um, a deserved goal, I think, for Chelsea. 1-0 sort of worth their efforts in the first half. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, if you're knocking on the door, you hopefully someone will open it. And uh, and in this instance, you know, Chelsea was, although obviously, obviously Ben did say that, you know, the structure and, and the tactics of Reading, you know, was very good and it held up. But, you know, if you've only got one team attacking, then, then obviously if you get that goal, then you deserve it. I thought the, t- the technique of, of, of Jesse Fleming was was amazing. You know, sometimes you can just sit back and think that looked easy, but to take it down on a chest and then put it in with so much ease just shows the outstanding player she is. Obviously, we're going to, the second goal, obviously, when we eventually get to that technique, but that was absolutely amazing as well. And to think that, you know, I'm glad that Emma Hayes said there wasn't no panic there because there was definitely no panic in that finish. It was, it was, it was delightful. Even had me like, you know, drop my bottom lip because the ease of it, it was uh, considering I was a little bit like you, Dean, I was starting to get a little bit worried, you know, as you've already said, you know, Wrighton was finding herself in a lot of good positions and a a radar was off and there was a couple of uh, overhit passes and, and, and off target shots. So you're starting to think, it's not going to be one of those games, is it? But, you know, with this team, you just believe. And uh, thankfully, you know, uh, unlike the men's, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they they can put teams away and uh, yeah, they did in the end. Talking of the men's, I sat next to a family all wearing Brentford jackets, um, which was fun. Um, it's a shame Jane's not here, though, because she goes for a wee and she misses a goal. So I was egging her to go for about five minutes, saying, go now. And she said, I'll just wait a minute. And then she went and Chelsea scored. Uh, she came back to a big cheer from the Chelsea and supporters group and bowed. Um, took a bit too much credit, I thought, for the goal. But there we go. Um, half-time, obviously, 1-0. Um, they come out in the second half, Mia, with a different attitude, I think. Um, it didn't look to me as anything tactically a change for Chelsea, but their mentality had. Did it reflect that? Look, watching on the TV, obviously you get different angles. Um, did it look like anything had changed or just the mentality of the team? No, yeah, I I, I can agree that that with what you said, that the tactics and, and stuff, they, they were just... Um, but, but they were more like now I'm taking this shot. Like you saw Erin Cuthbert, she went for it, even though it wasn't always on target, she, she went for it instead of making that, that last pass or taking that extra touch. And, and I, I think that what, what uh, was the difference uh, from the first half to the second half. And I do think also you, you can see when players have the confidence, like probably... I mean, watching a few games back, we ha- haven't seen Bethany England with that sort of confidence like she had yesterday. And uh, I mean, just the penalty uh, kick show that. So I think also confidence, uh, co- confidence and confident enough to, to just go for it. Yeah, talking of confidence, that is the one word I've written down to describe the second goal, Ben. Um, Chelsea pressing high, England actually wins the ball, plays it out wide, and then 
good cross from right and she volleys it into the net and all I wrote down was confidence and underlined it because that's what yeah. we're seeing from Beth. Yeah, I mean I was I was at the, that end in the second half to right behind where that went in and you it was it kind of felt on a terrace it was almost in slow motion from her hitting the ball and you you're like yeah that is that is going straight in that corner you could you know you could see it happening this sort of felt like this big delay until it actually went in the net but yeah I mean that's fantastic I mean it's it's kind of what we're saying it's confidence but I think as well it kind of fits in with what I think she said after the game about the sort of the struggles that she's been going through off the pitch as well in terms of you know she, she's one of the top strikers in the country but she's find it really hard to get into the team you know any any other team would would, would bite the hand off to have her in the team and she's found it really hard to you know to adapt to that and then it's she's had struggles with it and the confidence is the thing isn't it you get in there you hit a shot like that it goes in and she just went whoosh straight after that you know the smile was back on the face it was the best thing then of you know of, of the best that we saw you know at times two seasons ago and yeah and it was great it's absolutely brilliant yeah she said after the game day that she struggled at the start of the season um but she's going to play a massive part in this final few games of frank kirby i don't think will be back no. um Penilla will see what happens on the international break if she plays with Denmark or not. But having the old Beth back is obviously great for Emma Hayes and Chelsea, isn't it? Was that to me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I said, that, the way she finished that 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 goal, you know, again, you know, I was, I was literally applauding in my in my front room. It's sad if someone would have walked past and looked in me clapping at the telly. But yeah, it was amazing. And you know, as Ben says, you know, it's uh, she's got a bit of a bum deal. You know, she's got three world-class forwards ahead of her and she always seems to be the fourth one out of three but you know it just goes to show you know you know like goalkeepers like like forwards need game and uh you know Bethany England scores goals you know water is wet you know stick your head in the freezer your head's going to get cold you know it's 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 just stuff like that she she's 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 got a runner game she's got top form now and you know it's so easy to 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 expect you know someone to get a chance or or Emma to rest Peniel, uh, Sam or Fran when they was on their high and expect Beth to come in and just, you know, hit the ground running. But, you know, they need momentum and, you know, all strikers do that. And, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about our future and 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 where she might be. And, and selfishly, we, we, you know, we'd love her to stay, you know, because we adore her. But, yeah, good for her. And it was, it was even funny, obviously, getting ahead of ourselves, you know, with, with Sam giving her the penalty, thinking she was on a hat-trick. Because otherwise, uh, I don't think she would have uh, given her the penalty. I was actually expecting Marin. Marin might have uh, might have had a chance, but obviously that's the fifth goal I'm talking about. Getting a bit excited. Yeah. But anyone that knows anything about Sam taking penalties for Australia knows that there's there's no way that you'd want Sam Kerr to take a penalty. No way. Yeah, I don't know. They they sort of had a debate, and Bethany said in an interview afterwards. Obviously, I don't know if you lot. Obviously, if you lot was there. But she said, uh, uh, "Sam thought I was on a hat trick." And she she said, "When when when Bethany uh, scored the penalty, she said, oh, you know, good hat trick, good Hattie.'" And she went, "No, that was only my second goal." So she obviously wondered why, if if that is why she gave it to her then, or it would have been someone else. Cheech, J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? 
<laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jij? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, but before they scored the fifth goal, they scored the third (laughs) goal. Uh, Mia, similar to the second goal, forward press... Ready to make a mistake. Um, Brighton plays it to Sam, who seems to miss but scores. Um, but that kind of goal is an Emma Hayes goal, one she would have really enjoyed. Press high and make the opposition make mistakes and capitalise on it. Yeah, I think I, I think probably three of the goals scored uh, yesterday was Chelsea. I mean, that's how you play when you play Chelsea ball. So I actually kind of thought about the play a lot yesterday because I was so fascinated about the comment Jonas Edeval had made when they when Arsenal lost versus Wolfsburg in, in the Champions League. So it got me thinking that this is the kind of style that the Women's Super League is all about uh, in the top teams. I mean, it's straightforward, it's direct, uh, you win the ball, you score. Um, and, and that's I mean that's pretty much it um, and I thought it, it's it's a great football to watch it's no doubt about it but I'm still trying to figure out how I mean if we're looking at Chelsea I want them to succeed in Europe like that as well so it's going to be interesting to see yeah. what is tap tap boom in, in different languages I think we need to learn that um, yeah, in Swedish. Yeah, that's, um, that's just tap tap boom. You just say it like that. Well, luckily you all speak English. Otherwise, yeah. um, this show would be a lot harder. You learn. You, it, it's you. That's my teacher. You know. So. Yeah, free of charge as well. <laughs> uh, 
Ben, the fourth goal, um, I've not written too much about it, but what I love about it was Aaron Cuthbert's movement to go outside yeah. of, of Guru Wrighton. And I think that's a side effect of her being centrally in the team. It's, she's got that forward knowledge to make those kind of runs. Um, how impressed have you been with her? Yesterday, I thought she was my player of the match, really, outside of, of Beth as well. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Aaron is just... Yeah, I mean... I love her to bits. She's just, she's my favourite British footballer by, by a long chalk. You know, everything, you know, for, her, for me, she's that player that will always come off the most pristine pitch caked in mud because that is, that's the Aaron Cuthbert. You know, she, you know, she wins everything that you don't think anyone has got a chance of winning. And you, you back her in every kind of situation. And I think, I think, you know, what Mia was saying about the difference in her in that second half where it, it was kind of like, kind of like a bit like a sod it I'm just going to smack it I don't care I'm going to smack it and you know that that kind of whole mentality came out a lot more in the second half and you it, it as you and again it's that word confidence isn't it because then it, everything sort of seemed to bubble from that it was a bit more whether they were told look you know you're being a bit too careful just go for it just go for it in the in the dressing room or if it was like a collective decision but yeah I think for me I think that slightly more century position is where you want Erin to be because she's just got that you know she's just got that creativity and she can she can drop out and, and switch wide if she needs to but being in that more central position gives her a lot more opportunities I think and it, it's a much better team for it. Yeah absolutely Mia um Erin's sort of got both sides of the game um, she can tackle she's got the engine but she's also got the technical skills to, to pass and, and shoot and score. Should she and, and She's a she's great at holding up the ball and cover it from from the opponents, and I think uh, the game last night it really showed that. Yeah, I I'm I'm quite sure that there are a lot of sequences uh, if one would go back and watch that game where you could see that she is she is a proper central midfielder uh, in that game. I mean, she's a bit more intense, but she kind of reminded me in some ways of Caroline Seger in Sweden because she is all, also very good at covering the ball and just keep it. Yeah, you kind of answered my question before I've answered it, asked it. Um, but to frame it a little bit differently, in the first half especially, Chelsea obviously overload the left when they attack um, because they kept Jess Carter back for, for Rose. I thought they struggled to create the triangles in midfield with Sophie Ingle not probably being as dynamic as Erin. How do they get a partner for Erin to be able to create those sort of triangles if they are going to start passing through midfield more and not have Ericsson and Bright kick the ball long? That's a me. If Mia can answer that, because she, oh, sure. she answered the first question without me asking. It. So I'm just going, yeah, I think, um, I think that's, uh, that's a hard question right now because they won the game, they scored five goals. I do think that we've been talking a lot about the fact that we think that Magda's absence uh, hasn't been quite like huge as many people would have thought. But then you had the continental no the what yeah the continental cup final where they lost like and 
I think we're going to see it probably versus Arsenal now in the FA Cup final. If if Magda is that important that we haven't thought she is, maybe she is like because she is a good passer, but but I do think she is still a bit rusty. You can see that, um, and I think it's hard. You know, they they like changed the backline yesterday. And that can affect Sophie Ingle as well. We don't know that. So it's like, it's hard to tell. And did you get that feeling as well in the, in the first half, obviously in the second half, Chelsea blew running away, but obviously they're always trying to go through the left-hand side. It just felt like they were struggling to get the ball around the Reading press and into Fleming at, at times. And I thought maybe if you swap. Sophie in there and round in their positioning on the pitch, that would have helped. Did you get that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think me, me is certainly right where she, what she says um, about Magda. I think last year when she was out for a while, there was no doubt that we missed her massively. And I think it hasn't quite been to that extent this year, as yet. Anyway, we'll you know we'll we'll see as, as you say what happens when. With the likes of the you know the Arsenal semi-final and then the Tottenham back-to-back in quick succession, which is it's hard to play to any team back-to-back in four days um, as well. I, I mean, I think yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Sophie wasn't didn't quite offer what I would have hoped last night. I mean, I know that's that might sound a bit harsh because I don't think anybody really had a particularly dis- disappointing game last night. But I think I think you've kind of got to balance it between what. Erin offers in that role compared to the other the other thing that you would get with with Sophie in there. And for me at the moment, I would I would keep Erin in there. But I think there's a longer term discussion there about what what happens in terms of how you get the best out of the people in that position. Whether that whether that gets sorted in the summer. But then again, there's all sorts of other things about what may happen in the summer because with the outside things going on in the club as well. But I mean, long term, that's where I'd like Aaron to play. But I think, you know, as we're trying to solve this conundrum at the moment, I don't think there is an immediate answer to it, the question. I know that's a bit of a cop-out, but I don't think there is at the moment. No, I, I agree. But Dave, I think even though we've just sort of maybe not criticised Sophie, but critiqued her, that's still the best partnership that Chelsea have got available right now, is Copper and Ningle. Right now, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without doubt, yeah. Again, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thankless task, but Sophie, as you know, it's all about screening, isn't it? And putting out fires. And uh, again, we're we're talking about technical ability in Cuthbert, though. After talking about Fleming and uh, Beth's goals, the technical ability that Cuthbert has is amazing. Sometimes you just sit back and watch what she can actually do on the field. Uh, with the ball, without the ball, her position in her energy, you know, you, you could write so many positives and I don't think you could come up with one negative. Uh, again, I've mentioned before her age, 23. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> we are so lucky. We are so lucky to have her. Uh, yeah, I like her centrally in that position. Oh, as a kid, you know, I love her. You know, she, she can do anything in the ball. She could drop her shoulder, you know, put her foot on the ball, spray it around, burst, slow it. Pick down, speed it up, score a goal. You know she she's amazing, and yeah, it's 
eventually it will be her and one other. Uh, you know, we we spoke about early in the season, and we thought, you know, similar to Beth last season, she was she was the twelfth, you know, the thirteenth man, twelfth woman, so thirteenth woman would would miss out, and and she really had to perform at high levels to stay in the team. And now, you know, it's it's a given. You know, she's one of the first ones on the uh, very cliche on on the team sheet, but it's so it's so deserved, and it won't be a case of. Uh, she's going to have to keep on performing outstandingly to stay in the team. You know, she, she, I think she's she, she's it's, it's cemented in there at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I kept thinking last night that who would love to play in this team is Jorginho, um, which was quite random. But he would be able to um, pick up the ball in the spaces that I wanted time to pick up the ball and link up the play. Um, obviously, less pressing as well in the women's game for him, I suppose. Um, you had to get a Jorginho positive in there somewhere. Well, we did play and Chelsea lost 4-1. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Mia, we spoke about Sachira being the number, or playing more games, being the number one. Um, last night was the seventh consecutive game that Chelsea have kept a clean sheet at home, uh, which is a WSL record. Uh, they've only conceded one goal at home, uh, which was versus Brighton, I believe. And seven all season, uh, most of which came in the opening couple of weeks. Um Given that everything that everybody was talking about the back three and how it never work, um, I know they switched to a four at times, but defensively, I don't think we've got the credit we probably deserve. No, probably not. Um, I mean, it's I I must say I find it so hard to evaluate the the women's super league at the moment. Uh, I, I really do. I, I struggle doing that um, um, right now. So it's kind of hard, but still, I mean, if you don't have to defend as much, that means you are doing a good defending, but just further up the pitch. I mean, I, I do think we, we kind of tend to think too much about when we, we speak about defending, that it has to be about the defenders and the back line, but it's a team effort. And, and I do think when, when Chelsea's back line does, doesn't have to defend as much, that means that the defenders up front have done their job. And I do think that that's what it, it is all about. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be interesting as well to see if this back three will keep on living uh, in a game versus Arsenal, like because of the fact that Arsenal has changed quite a bit since they went up against, against each other in the league uh, with how they play. So, I mean, I think if you don't concede in the Women's Super League, who is one of the best leagues in the world, yeah, of course, you're doing a great job defensively. Yeah. Uh, following on from what Mia said there, Ben, about defending higher up the pitch, I think Chelsea certainly worked hard to stop Reading sort of transitioning the ball quickly um, and getting in behind, which is, I think, what they was afraid of. Um, but on the occasions they did, in the first half especially, uh, Jess Carter was equal to Dianne Rose. Um, and I always like to give Jess Carter credit when she deserves it, and she does after that performance as well. I questioned why Neve wasn't playing on the right because she does offer more going forward, but actually we needed Jesse's defensive skills there and she had a great game as well. Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier on, you know, that that 
battle with Jess and um, Deanne Rose in the first half was brilliant to watch. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I think the skill, like we were also saying, I think you pick a team based on the players that are put in front of you by the opposition, you know. And yeah, yeah, I could completely agree with what you were saying. Neve has had a great season. She's really, really stepped up this year, a big deal. But I think there's times when you need that strong defensive presence that Jess had slightly more physically against the likes of Jen Rose. And also, I think, you know, against Reading, who haven't necessarily got the firepower and the, the strength in defence that some of the other teams would have, they've, you know, they've conceded a few goals recently, you know that you don't necessarily have the pressure to put that attacking defender that Neve would have in, in the team to get forward momentum because you've got the, the creativity in the midfield, you've got the, the you know the, the power power on pace up front. So I think I think it was the right call and I think this you know Jess was great, absolutely brilliant last night. She, she you know she she bossed Deanne Rose when Rose was causing potentially massive problems in that first half, I think. And you, you, yes you saw Rose a bit in the second half. It's, it, I think once once half time came I think you know Jess Jess had her beaten. Yeah, and she moved as well. When yeah. Reading made some subs, she moved positions um, yeah. to get out of the way. Um, and I sit very close to Jess's dad, so I certainly would never say anything bad about Jess at a match. Um, Dane, you had some words about Reading and their um, ability to foul and not get yellow carded. Um, but is that a sign of a well-coached team that they know when to make fouls? Well, obviously, I, when I was praising them earlier for not dropping their shoulders, I also didn't mention the fact that they were still doing their niggly little fouls even in the 90th minute. So it shows very, obviously, Liz, it, obviously you don't know, you can presume it's coming from, from, from a tough, uh, from a tough manager, you know, who, who's orchestrated them to, 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 to sing a certain way and play a certain way. And, and, you know, you know, good on them. Cause the best thing about some, some of these really good teams are, is even if, you know, the things are going against you and you've conceded goals, you know, to still, Keep your head high and 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 play, you know, to the best of your ability, and yeah, and that's how you stay in the team. And you know, the Reading manager would have would have seen, you know, the team that they, although they conceded goals and some of them was some of them was harsh and, and penalties, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, but they still stuck to their game plan and, and and good for them. And yeah, maybe the referee should have been a little bit stronger early on. Uh, obviously, we could hear the Reading manager having having a bit of a fallout with the referee on the sidelines, uh, but. You know, you know, it's like you know, like most, like like most uh, fans of, especially us. You know, we we will complain about a fouls not given for us, but you know, let ones go if our players do it. So, yeah, I, I thought the referee could have been stronger, but it's getting back to the old debate again about having a a professional uh, referee associate within the women's league. You know, these you, you go through not just our team but a lot of teams, and 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 there's some outstanding players in this league, world class players, and then you. Even look at the t- Tottenham, who 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 haven't got necessarily those standout players that obviously Arsenal and Chelsea have, but how amazing they've done this this season. And you know the league's only getting stronger and better, so the officials need to be better. But you know we see how bad they are in in the men's game in 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 England in Britain. So you know 
they're definitely better abroad than they are in, in, in our league. But, you know, it's just I, the start would be to make them, you know, professional, you know, you know, make them full time. And uh, then that's a start. Then when we've got no excuses and then, then the training and everything else comes. Yeah, I think, I think last night, the fact that both teams had plenty to complain about in terms of the officiating, I think that kind of is a, is a sign that things aren't. Aren't right, and I think if if we're not going to go the whole hog and say okay, we're going to have pro refs and, and pay them in the in the WSL, if not the championship as well, then we need to get the support in for VAR, particularly in the big games, at least as an additional support. I think I think we've got to the stage now where it needs to be one or the other. It's not going to be both because you know reality, the money's not there for both. But I think it needs to be one or the other now. Yeah, we won't go too hard on the referees right now, though, because we'll be here all night Forever. talking about all the mistakes they do make. Um, may I read you another quote from Emma Hayes? Um, she said, I feel the team is coming into its top form at the right time and everybody is contributing. Um, we always say we always agree with Emma, everything she says, and no change with that quote either because it, we're seeing lots of different players come into the team and contributing Drew Spence, getting assists, uh, G has played a few good games before she got COVID. Definitely England coming back. The whole squad is being used now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I do think that uh, it's like right now, I must say that I feel when watching Chelsea play football, it, it it's very balanced. Like it look, like, likes everyone in harmony and, and that's probably why Emma has also said that we, we saw, saw no panic, we felt no panic because they know it was going to come uh, and it did. So I do think that like, I mean, it's what, what is it? Four games left of, of the league in the season. Yeah. And I do think that it's no reason to not believe that Chelsea will, will handle this and, and win the league. I mean, I, I for one think it's kind of fun and exciting uh, uh, that they actually have Manchester United in the last game at home. So I do feel that, yeah, as a Chelsea fan, one should feel confident. There's no reason not to. I know, but I would rather have sort of Leicester on the last day um, than a team. Why? Because Man United got something to play for. They're not just coming to spoil our party, they're coming yeah, to... Yeah, but I mean, this is what I mean with a team like Chelsea. They, they know how it's like to play those games. Manchester yeah. United yeah. Haven't, haven't managed those games yet. So, yeah. I mean, it's no reason to believe that it's not going to go great. Yeah, I mean, I agree with me. For, for me, I'm more far more concerned about playing Tottenham twice in four days than I'm about playing Man United in the last game of the season, particularly the second game against Tottenham. That that concerns me more than playing Man United in the last day. Yeah, that's going to be a strange situation. Yeah. Play so close uh, together. I'd almost rather they just gave out six points for the win, <laughs> two points for a draw, just play one game. Um. Player of the match wise, it was a tied on our Discord. So between the three of you, your votes need to make a winner. Uh, so the choices were Aaron Cuthbert, Sam Kerr, Bethany England, and Jesse Fleming. Uh, Dane, who would your vote be for? Well, I was I was trying to really get my point across about Aaron and 
and how, yeah, I thought at the beginning of the season she'd have to perform every game, obviously, as I've, I've already said, to, to stay in that team. But I think her levels have gone from a very good player to outstanding. And uh, I'd like to see her on, on the Champions League stage to then say, I think she's world class. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to undercut how 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 I, how I much I think she's taken her game on to another level. And she's not just a, another player in in a squad rotation. She she is amazing. And in this game, I, again, I thought she showed her, her strengths. And I'd, I'd say, although, you know, I am ugh, having played football and being a striker, I know how you need to run a games and I'd love to give it to Bethany. Because again, you know, just for that first finish and 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 just seeing the confidence and that smile in her face, which you know, which we would love to see, and it is a thankless task being a striker. But yeah, I think Erin Erin has, has has hit levels that that I think if it surprised you and you've slept on her, then, then just enjoy it because I think she's going to get even better. Yeah, so that's one more for Erin. Uh, Mia, where was your vote go between those four? Yeah, Bethany England. No doubt. Um, I agree with Erin, obviously. I, I think that Jesse Fleming is also up there and, and Sam Kerr as well. But I do think that the performance from Betten England yesterday was something we haven't seen in a long while. And the goal she scored, that second one, uh, I'm not sure we have seen a Chelsea player, striker, forward, midfielder, like scored a goal like that in a very long time and she also did pre-assist herself for it so it's not just a goal yeah when I wrote a piece on Beth and I watched her goals back from that season that's the stuff she was doing and sort of I asked the question like let her do what she does uh, now she is she's playing fantastic uh, but as long as you don't vote for Jesse Fleming we're going to have a winner um, yes. yeah I'm, I'm going Erin I think you know, I just yes, you know, the story with Beth, it was it was, you know, as I've said countless times already tonight, seeing her back to her best last night and, in, and enjoying what she did and doing at such a high level was fantastic. But I think just the the influence and the drive and everything through the middle that, that Erin offered. I mean, I know, you know, Dan, you mentioned the Champions League and that. I mean, I guess to balance that, I guess you could point to the, the game in Turin against Juve. And you know, Erin was amazing, absolutely incredible that night in the game in Turin. Yes, I think maybe you know, against the slightly next tier up teams is where you need to test her next. But yeah, she's great, and and it it surprises me that people are still surprised by how great she is because she's just awesome. Well, yeah, Ben, I did actually want to say she was world class, but I didn't want to get carried away. So if I just <laughs> if I just add, well, let's see her more uh, consistently in the Champions League, then I can just calm myself down a little bit. And and you got to think as well, you know, obviously Bethany comes in, plays centre forward, scores goals. You, you know, we, we love her to bits. But again, Erin, you know, right wing, left wing, right wing back, you know, left wing back. You know, she she's now finding a, a, a more central position. So again, that's something she has to learn and, you know, yeah. had to adapt to this season. And again, all credit for her. We could obviously, we could, we, we could extend this by half an hour, an hour talking about her, how, how amazing she is and, 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 and all her plus points. But yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I'm getting very carried away with her, but I obviously I, I tried to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> Was it um, Wolfsburg, the second leg last year? Well, she came into the team and replaced somebody and we sort of snuffed out the, the crosses from the second leg. I don't know, my memory's not great. But she came back into the team. Mm. We played much better. Mm. Um, 
I'd say everyone's world class, so you can as well, Dave. Uh, and she is our player of the match. If you disagree, you need to join our Discord and vote for the person that you thought was the player of the match. The link for that will be in the description box. Um, that wraps up a 5-0 win for Chelsea against Reading. The Chelsea Women Supporters Group in fine form uh, once again. Um, lots of people actually online when I put my Sam Kerr video up saying that this atmosphere is so much better at Kings Meadow. Uh, which it is, um, so you should come down and watch a game for yourself. Um, just quickly, Dane, there was a banner made against the Ricketts family um, that wasn't allowed in the ground uh, to be hung up. Do you think something happened and at the women's game? Oh, and at women's, okay. Well, so that did happen at the men's, didn't it? So yes. Funny times for Chelsea right now. Yeah, that's, 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 that's. That's, I'm going to keep on saying vats because I'm trying to work out in my head. Yeah, that's a strange one. It's uh, you, you wonder if what no one's come out and said anything. I, I, I was I was wondering if 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 somebody at support groups can ask questions and, and the club can answer. Seems to be that they're getting uh, more attention than anyone else and are being allowed to put their point across to take over the club more than anyone else. When I thought. The Bowley group was seemed to be the ones that were, were maybe edging ahead, but you know it seems like the Ricketts are not going away, and whether they've got uh, previous relationships with with, with 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 Bruce Buck and and certain board members, uh, Bruce Buck is not really going out in with a bang in a good way with Chelsea supporters we've always sort of questioned him and some of his decisions and in recent recent weeks with with, with the uh, Middlesbrough fiasco and and the Super League uh, months ago and now and now allowing the, obviously the Ricketts family to 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 have a, like a personal meeting with 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 Chelsea legend Paul Cannaval so it's a worry if decisions have already been made. I think I think uh, Bowley or, or someone from from Broughton Consortium did come out and say, "Well, if you've already decided on them, can well, can you just tell us now so we're not wasting all our time?" Uh, yeah, I, I haven't got any answers. You know, uh, I've I've been shown with a lot of interest with with with, with friend of the of the of the Chelsea fan cast. You know, Brian Wolf, who 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 knows a lot about the family from from being a, a massive Chicago Cubs baseball fan, and obviously. Being from Chicago area, and he's you know he's 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 trying his best to to put his point across, and he's in contact with the club and supporters groups and everything, and you know, he's an intelligent man as well. But yeah, it's it's worrying times because when you was talking earlier, I was thinking about I wonder what uh you know for, for potentially for transfers and everything, and I was just wondering you know if Emma had had talks with with players already and lined up certain transfers and because uh, I even read recently that the men's had agreed a deal for Chicago Fire at MLS team's goalie and that's fallen through uh, he's only 17 year old but he's got massive potential so you, you wonder you know how it affects us how it's going to pause us and you just want to get it done but you know if, if that if that board have already decided on the rickets then is there, is there anything we can say or do well we hope so. I know the Ricketts are in London. They are meeting different people, so we'll see what happens uh, with that. I think, I think, I think, I think Martin Wickham made a really good point. He said, "Okay, you know, some some of the sins are from 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 the brothers and from the fathers, and and, and you know, we can't we can't pay for them. But if you take away some of their awful uh, comments and 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 their beliefs, if you just look at how they've run Chicago Cubs, that in itself is enough to say, you know, thanks, but no thanks." 
Yeah, very good point. But we won't forgive or forget um, the awful things that the family has done. Um, elsewhere in the WSL on Friday, Burnham City drew 0-0 with Everton. Uh, Saturday, West Ham lost 2-0 to Manchester City. And then on Sunday, Man United beat Brighton 1-0. Um, Leicester lost 5-0 to Arsenal. And Tottenham lost 1-0 to Aston Villa. Um, that leaves the table looking like this. Uh, Chelsea remain top on 44 points. Arsenal in second on 43 points. Uh, Man United third on 38 points. Manchester City fourth on 35 points. Spurs fifth on 28 points. Um, United have played the game more than everyone else and Spurs have played two games less, um, but they are against Arsenal and Chelsea. Uh, and then the rest of the list is Brighton, West Ham, Reading, Villa, Everton, Leicester and Burnham City. Uh, also, Liverpool were promoted to the WSL this weekend, so we'll be playing Liverpool uh, next season, which is a horrible ground, apparently, <laughs> because they don't invest in their women's team. Uh, next up for Chelsea in the WSL is Spurs away on Sunday, as we said, and then on home, at home, sorry, on the Thursday. Uh, we then go away to Birmingham on the 1st of May before finishing, as we said, at home to Manchester United on the 8th of May, hopefully to lift the third WSL title in a row. Um then I'll quickly ask anything else you want to add on the game before we um, say goodbye. No, I think we've covered it, and it's, it was just a really enjoyable second half. I'm just, you saw the, you know, you saw saw that confidence and that enjoyment sort of coursing through the team. And you know, when Chelsea play like that, you know, there's no better team to watch. I don't think. No, I, I was moaning about the kickoff time, so it felt like we were just yes. waiting around. But yes. actually, um, winning five nil makes it enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, me, I'll ask you as well. Anything we probably missed that you wanted to, to add? No, but to make sure you not miss anything, their pitch, episode 12, your new number one goalkeeper, Sechira Musovic, tomorrow, Tuesday, April 5th. And not just the goalkeeper, also the captain. Yeah, but, but that, that, that episode we will save, you know, like... When is it being recorded, though? Yeah, I can't actually say that because of a lot, lot of reasons. Okay, well, if it's not in the next 48 hours, you can ask questions to Magda. Um, yeah, put, to pitch. Bring, bring the questions on. Yeah. My social medias are a mess today. Our Discord actually takes questions as well because Amanda is there um, promoting yeah. their pitch. Um, we should charge rent really but we won't so we're nice um, before we go I just want to wish a very happy birthday to Verity who will be 10 on the 30th of April uh, Simon her dad is a fan of the show and listens every week uh, we was able to give her a special Sam Kerr print that Johnny Sinito had made for her 50 WSL goals uh, and Jane got it signed she was very happy with that so that was nice uh, to do uh, Ben lovely to see you again where can people sort of find you online if they want to. Yeah, I'm um, Twitter at Ben Gilby one um, and website around at Impetus Football and I also write for the women's game um, in Australia. Yeah, would highly recommend it if you are um, a fan of Sam Kerr or Australian football in general. Um, Ben's website does some fantastic work on all aspects of, of the women's game there. Uh, Mia, again, it's been, been too long, but... Um, doing your own great stuff so too busy for us I suppose no never too busy for you you just have to ask me more often and I think everyone already follows you but um, 
where can people follow you and, and their pitch if they if they don't already? Yeah, they can follow me at uh, Twitter, uh, Mia underscore Ericsson, or at their pitch. Come join us. Easy as that. All the links we'll put in the description. Uh, and Dane, always lovely to see your smiling face on a podcast. You make the hour fly by. Yeah, thank that's you. A bit, that's a bit mean to everyone that, that doesn't get to see Dane every time. I mean, mm. This is no no broadcasting podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'll echo happy birthday to Verity as well. I hope you have a nice day. Yeah, I was having technical problems early, so I couldn't actually say a proper hello to Mia or Ben, but I could, I could hear voices. I couldn't see anything, but I didn't want to uh, scare you, Dean, and, and, and pull out. So I stayed with it and you eventually will come up. So yeah, all good. Yeah, and it's obviously always lovely having Mia on and it was, it's, this is my first time I've ever done a show with Ben and you know, his insight is always appreciated. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it today. And he needed it after the men's. Uh, luckily, we, we, we only had to wait 24 hours after that men's loss to watch our wonderful women's team and, and, and put our faith back into the Chelsea Football Club. So, yeah, yes, it's always good to go over a good result. And it was, yeah, it was nice to share it with Ben and Mia and obviously you again, Dean. Yeah, a little life hack, actually, before we go. Um, if your women's team are your number one team and the men are second, your life is actually a lot more enjoyable. Um, <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Um, thanks again to Ben and Mia. All their social media links will be in the description box, um, as well the links to our Discord channel, um, as we already mentioned. Uh, if you want to see Dane's face, I'm going to put it on our Patreon, so you have to sign up to see Dane's face. Uh, the link for that as well in the description box. Do I get to uh, choose the picture that you put up? Well, I don't have any on actually myself, so you will have to send me some. So you can get the right angles in. Uh, keep the USA t-shirts on though. No. <laughs> No um, explicit content on our Patreon. Um, the show you can follow at Mokings Meadow. You can follow me at Dean Mears and Dane is at DWIT9. Um, me and Ben have said theirs, so you have to go back in time if you want to listen to them again. Uh, Instagram at Went to Mokings Meadow. Um, yeah, that's it. Until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.